Hi everyone. Thank you for watching once again. Um, sorry this episode is so long and sorry it came out so late, but hey, it's out. And I am just here to say that this does have a trigger warning for mentions of sexual assault. So, yeah. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy the episode. Bye! No, my mom was calling. Oh, sorry. I'll get back to her. Okay, let's do this. All right, yeah, let's By do this. By the way, um, Rowan has started watching the shows that we've covered because we've covered them. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's nice. And we're slowly getting viewers. Yeah. Um, you should, um, my, um, gotten... <clears throat> hopefully some of those viewers come from Twitter because when I tweeted out, mm-hmm. And you can see, like, you can see how many people see your stuff, even if they don't, like, in, like entirely interact. Okay. I was think I was sitting at, like, a cool, I think, I was at 70 views. Nice. So here's hoping. Yeah. Well, I know we definitely got at least one follower yesterday, because he was sitting and talking about podcasts, and I brought ours up, and he was like, I'm going to follow it. Oh, we have two, actually. The two guys that I, um... <clears throat> nice hey you know that's how we do it man little by little the army comes crashing oh all right so um let's do this thing <clears throat> hello everyone this is joe this is charles and today we are doing part two of shadow and bone season one And we are getting right into it. We're on episode five, right? Yes. Uh, season one, episode five. Show me Show who me you who are. are. We're coming up on my, like, the second half of the season is kind of my favorite. It's really good. I I concur. The second half of the season is definitely... <clears throat> um, more intense than the first half, but I mean, I think that's every season of shows you're getting to your climax. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so we open up with the town. <clears throat> Sorry. Give me a second. Yeah. <clears throat> Need some water. I was going to, but I got it. Um, so we open up in a town and they're rushing through. Um, I'm actually not sure why they decided to go with the slow-mo effect. Um, I guess to show, like, oh, look at this. He's back. Who's back? Mal. (laughs) And it was, like, an impossible thing, Mm -hmm. right? So they see Mal and they get him. And it looks like the crows... Crows, right? Crows, yeah. Crows. 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 Oh my god. The cravens. The cravens. The cravens have arrived at the um <laughs> the castle. Um and they are with the uh traveling festival people. I love the crows, honestly. 
Um, I do think it's funny how they're um, incognito. And it's like, I, I feel like What's-His-Face has to be somewhat like n- known enough that if he's walking around, that someone should be able to just easily be like, oh, I know who that guy is. <laughs> who, no, Kaz? Kaz? Yeah, with the, with the cane. The leader of the crows? Yeah. Well, maybe, but like they're not in Ravka. I know, but still, or, you'd still think like the royalty, like, you'd have like heads, like a sort of like a bingo book in Naruto, you know, like, like, you, okay, but like, <clears throat> Ketterdam is like contained, so true. And Kaz isn't a big name in Ketterdam, he's okay. just the owner of a club, okay. Um, so then, um, Oh my gosh! One second. You can take this part out. Um, okay. Who's the lead's name again? I keep forgetting all these people's names now. Elena. Elena. Mal's the the guy. Um, who's the the stitcher? Jenya. Jenya. Um, Darkness guy is. Uh, Kerrigan. Kerrigan, and um, the ship girl is. Ship girl. Uh the the one that romances her her captor. Nina. Nina and the captor is Matthias. Matthias. Yes. Nina Matthias. Okay, cool. Sorry. Man, my brain was hurting there for a second because I remember Jasper and Kez and um Oh crap. What's the ninja girl's name? Inej. Anej. Okay, cool. All right. I've got everybody cleared up now. (laughs) (laughs) Alina. So we see Alina uh, talking with Janej. um, And I feel like it's her coming to terms with not being able to talk with Mal. Yeah. Um, Which is kind of brutal considering that like he is sending letters. He but and he's also feeling the same. Like, why am I not getting anything from her? Yeah. And like, uh, I just, I really like them. I love that they've been together their whole lives and they're like each other's compasses. Yeah. I will say the cute little part in this particular scene is Janez kind of um Genya. <laughs> ah, Genya, uh showing like some type of love or romance towards the the sculptor. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember his a, um, name. Yeah. He's um a, I think he sculptor fabricator. He's fabricator. fabricator. Yeah. There we go. Um, and he's pretty cool, actually. He's he's later on in the season two, um, if I recall correctly. I think he's he popped yeah, he up is. a couple more times. But they picked a good guy. He's got some good acting skills to play that, unless that's really just how he is, which usually isn't the case. But still, um, they did. He did a good job. Yeah, you know, being awkward and whatnot. <clears throat> he did. So, anyways, I thought that was some good acting skills there. And it's funny because, like, you see this in a lot of shows where day players or 
very minor characters who appear multiple times may have more skills sometimes than your leads or your supporting. And yeah. you, but it's because they have to play so much harder than the others in those scenes to be able to be continuously recognized throughout um, so that they can hold some type of power in the show. Yeah. Um, a good example is Garth in Supernatural. He was just brought in as a quick day player, and then he was continuously throughout the entire show. Oh, you're right. He became like a fan fave. Um, so we go through that, um, and we're following Kez through the hallway now. Um, trying to sneak in and he finds the secret door yeah and <clears throat> good on him able to get in <laughs> just goes to show that he actually has some skill and it's not just all wannabe tough guy oh absolutely and like it also shows that as a team <laughs> they all complement each other perfectly. Oh, yeah. You got your sharpshooter, you got your ninja, and you got your spy. Yeah. Um, Jasper and Inej have a small um, scene together um, talking about how Inej doesn't want to go back and not to worry. As long as we all get paid, you should be good. Um, and then Alina wants to go out into the festival. <laughs> but, you know, she's literally a living saint. Yeah, so. in their eyes. Boom. Um, which I think it kind of sparks how... Um, how quiet her life has been. Yeah. Um, oh, it definitely does. Even though she does state like the it was very similar to like some of the festivals she's seen um of her towns. It reminded her of home. Yeah. And also I <laughs> it's all so camp. It's like all fun. And over the top, as a celebration should be, because you know they found their saint. And then it uh, jumps back to Mal. Well, it was definitely. Oh, go ahead. First, so, like, <clears throat> while he's at, while she's out, Jasper finds out who the real Elena is. Oh yeah, she, he quickly saw him, right? Yeah, because she said, well, she says, should I go tell them I'm the Sun Summoner? And, <laughs> and he was like, aha. <laughs> and there it comes in fucking Jasper's good luck. Mm hmm. Freaking lucky SOB. Always in the right place at the right time. Uh, then we jump back to Mal for a moment. Yeah. Um, where uh, the general is about to send off some random ass guy to go deliver the stag news, and Mal comes running and says, "Absolutely fucking not! I am <laughs> the one who found the stag. I will deliver it to her. I mean, to him." 
to General Kerrigan. Because uh-huh. I'm the one who found it. And honestly, yeah, he found it. Oh, I guess I missed that part. Oh, I do remember them showing up together. That's right. Um, so they leave together because the general thinks that's smart, seeing as he is the one that found it. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I wow. I must have like deleted that from my memory because I do remember them both. Now I remember both of them showing up. And we're back to the crows. They are um, figuring out a plan of attack. Yeah. It reminds me of all of your spy mission movies or thieving movies. Like, um, I forget what the rainbow one's called. What? Hold on. Hold on. driving wild oh no what happened no i can hear my chair in the um audio and i don't want that did you get a a rolly chair yeah new roller see i i know that mine would make a lot of noise so i just got a uh stand a stand still all right we're back okay one two three so they're in the um cabin or I guess it's a cart, honestly. Um, and they're talking about how t- how their plan of attack is going to be, giving everybody their <clears throat> their uh, missions, their separate missions. Right. And that's basically really what all that scene is. <laughs> Just a small, hey, this is what we're gonna do, and we're gonna I forgot about know. the um. I forgot that he gave jasper the stone that's supposed to like break the any kind of magic that's concealing a room and he told him (laughs) if you have if you want to have any children don't put it in your pocket oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) and so Um, they've they've got their plan now everyone's Already, the new guy is supposed to take Elena. And then we're back in the little palace. We get to have this a is... moment between um, Elena and Kerrigan. Yeah. I love... Which, I mean, that... we, knew, we knew it was coming. Oh, yeah. It's coming. Whoa. I mean, look at those eyes and the way she goes, I love you with her eyes and then quickly walks away because I'm like, I don't really want to kiss you. Just kidding. (laughs) It's like, I just want to do this together. Uh, So his name was Ivan. That was the guy. Ivan is the um, Kerrigan's other heart render. He's the mean one that said Elena should be training every yeah. single hour. <laughs> and then just before the end of after opening up, she goes in for the kiss, and Kerrigan has won her soul. I mean, that's what it... Ooh, can't say that. Yes, exactly. Well, this is... We knew it was coming. We knew it was going in this direction, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Mal's been such a dick to her, obviously. <laughs> wow. 
Such a dick, Mao. Never, never sending her any letters. <laughs> so she was like, all right, well, I thought I loved you, but I guess I don't. So I'm going to fall in love with Kirigan now, you meanie. And so then after Let that, me... we get into this really fun part. Yes. Jasper. Doing his job, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go into some detail about it? Who? You. Well, this scene was great because we saw it playing out when um, Inej and Jasper were talking, and Inej is like, You have to get a fast horse. Don't get distracted. Because, you know. Jasper is known for getting distracted. (laughs) (laughs) He's got the brain of a child, but also the brain of a very small man. And together, they do not mix very well. Well, these guys definitely mixed well. Oh, they sure did. (laughs) But like, a romp in hay, wild. (laughs) Yes, and that is when the two magically kissed, and he was like, this is all part of my job. Because <laughs> in reality, it really was. He was like, damn it, I have to do whatever I've got to do to secure this horse, and if that means fucking your brains out, oh, absolutely. then we're going to no, do it. Twist <laughs> like, his yes. arm to do this. <laughs> oh, man, I got to fuck you, okay. That's what I got to do. <laughs> Um, and they're just doing a great job. <laughs> Jumping back into the party scene. Yeah. Man. Is Zoya Suli? Zoya? Yeah, because Zoya's back. Hmm. I don't know. I don't remember that small scene between the two supporting actors. Huh. Well, yeah, they're um, married. Their characters are. Gotcha. Um, it's just a lot of back and forth of motion in the castle. Um, making sure that they're able to get through everything correctly and adequately. And just letting the audience know what's what's going on. Yeah. Um, but then Alina wants to disobey the uh, instructions. And instead of waiting goes ahead and enters into the ball. And even Kirigan was like, you're supposed to enter accompanied by Paris gods. Uh-oh, look at that. But then but then he was she like... disobeyed. But then he was like, but I love you, so that's okay. <laughs> oh. Ben Barnes. Ben Barnes? I have been in love with him since he was Prince Caspian, so... Oh, is that his real name? Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I've seen he's him in a lot of different in, things. He's in Punisher. Oh, yeah. That's where I actually know him from. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize he was Prince Caspian, which is pretty cool. I'll have to go back and watch that. And I'll be like, oh, my God, it's a young, it's a young Ben Barnes. Yep. Um, and so then they have their demonstration together and show the king what she's capable of. And not just the king, because the king kind of already knew. 
but to but all of the guests of Dallas, who are basically all the like all the elites of Rathka. Mind you, it wasn't that like killer of an effect. It was just like, here's some light, guys. <laughs> the effect was that she burned away all the shadows. Yes. So they have definitive proof that her powers can could destroy the fold. Yeah. Uh, then, of course, as as with every great uh, great time, we go back to Jasper having a great time. Uh, we see the room all bow to Sancta Elena. Oh, yeah, that also happens. And Inej sees, gets to see the Sun Summoner. <laughs> <laughs> and that is when all all the, the lies and the non-faith walk right out the door, and she's like, holy crapola. She's real. She's a saint. I must do everything in my power to protect her. And I... I love it. So now we're back. It was such a... I love the um, juxtaposition of Inez just had this deeply religious moment and then we cut to Jasper. <laughs> yes, he also had a very religious, religious moment. <laughs> Let's be I'm honest here. Sure. To him, that was like uh, God serving a nice, nice turkey dinner to him. <laughs> I think literally the scene starts with saints, like Jasper saying saints. Mm. <laughs> um, and then it immediately jumps back to, oh, I forget the conductor's name, but the conductor. And we see him go into the secret door. So we're all under the assumption that he is fulfilling his job. Um, but, And then he goes in. Um, and at that exact time, Am I right? Yeah. At the exact time, Mal and um, the random soldier appears to say, hey, we're here with good news. And they're like, no, you will not come in. You want nothing to us. It's like, um, listen, fool. You're going to let us in. Or your head's going to be on a pike because the king is going to be really pissed the fuck off. <laughs> Kerrigan, Kerrigan will take his head. Literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So he's like, uh, fuck it. A living saint is in your palace right now. <laughs> so uh, this brings me back to, because um, as soon as it jumps back from that back to into the castle, this jumps brings me back to what I was saying before. Um, that I believe this guy that's talking to Alina is not a bad guy. I 100% think He's just trying to make her stronger. If you listen to the conversation pretty closely too, um, that she he's pretty much like saying thank you and like look at how much you've grown. Um, and yes, uh, his words aren't always the greatest, but I still feel like there's something there that we're missing. Um, he's it feels very much like he's giving her wisdom mm -hmm. because. When we get into it and we find out later about the original, the person that put the fold up, I mean, the stories are damn near similar. Mm -hmm. So I don't think he's meaning to scare or intimidate her. I just 100% think he is just trying to relay knowledge upon her, even though he's creepy. It's creepy. And, you know, there are other shows that do this, where this particular character is a creepy character, and all they were actually trying to do was help you. 
It's okay, just, I am. I'm seeing it now. His like the way he carries himself is creepy, but like actually paying attention to what he's saying, it's a it's what I feel is he's really warning her, but he's not warning her of like himself. He's warning her of when people in power see someone powerful. Yeah. So he's telling her to like basically remember who you are. Be wary. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't. I don't remember. I don't think he. I don't think anything happens has happened to him. Um. Yeah. So uh, the only thing I can think of is maybe Kirigan has done something to him that we just don't know about. Um, because I know he's also he also helps Kirigan a lot as well. Yeah. But honestly, he could be very much like in Game of Thrones. I forget what those people are called. Uh, that are just like, we are just here because we have the knowledge. We do not choose who is the king. We do not do anything. We are literally neutral. Right. We just help whoever needs help. So and that's so kind of how now... I see him. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, yeah. Uh, I get what you're saying. So, like, he doesn't have an alignment. His mm-hmm. alignment is knowledge. I get that. And so now we're back. And Mal and Kirigan are having a one-on-one. Well... Not from the beginning. <laughs> well, yeah, not from the beginning, but like random soldier boys there too. He's like, "Hey, <laughs> no, sir, <laughs> I am not the one who found it." <laughs> then you, yeah, then leave me. <laughs> but he's like sends them away, sends everyone out of the room. It's just him and Mal. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know that a lot of fan fictions were created from this scene alone. Oh, <laughs> like, um. Those two go at it next. <laughs> Basically, listen. If two characters make eye contact for longer than twenty seconds, there's stories about them. They do keep looking in it deeply into each other's eyes. You're thinking like a shipper now. <laughs> oh man, he's just straight up saying, "Listen, I want you so hard. I love you." Like Mal's like, "I, I, I want, I want my, I want my friend back." But in all honesty, you can just pick me up and. Throw me against the wall if you want. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, same as Ben Barnes. If Ben <laughs> Barnes wanted to throw me against the wall, who am I to deny the man, right? Yeah, right. So anyways, he he's trying to negotiate with this man because he's like, oh, I'm going to tell you all the information up to a certain point. But first... You're going to let me see my wife. I mean, my girlfriend. I mean, my friend. <laughs> 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 that's really what it is she's just your friend who has now made out with Kyrgyz <laughs> and so now oh Bagra um, Kyrgyz telling him to show him where it is and he's like uh, negotiation no Sorry. Oh, you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. And so one of the um, guards tells Bagra, hey, they found the stag. And Bagra's like, oh, no. That can't be good. (laughs) But we don't know why. We will find out later. (laughs) Um, So then... We 
go back to where that secret room is. And uh, Alina walks in and sits down and is getting ready. And so we, we're under the pressure he's going to capture her. He's, he's doing a good job, too. And then the knife comes out and uh, what the fuck's happening? Oh, and Alina's dead. That was that was uh, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah. It's like, damn, you just killed our main character. Like, what the fuck? Jenya kicks this man's ass, and with good reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just killed the Sun Summoner. Look at that. And then he's like, fuck. I uh, I don't have a way out. <laughs> um. So then Jenya comes over and is like, I'm going to do what I can for you. Yeah. And, and then you hear her say, Marie. And you're like, whoa, what the fuck? <clears throat> and then you realize they knew what was going to happen. So they... They had no, yeah. They had a plan. I they probably knew what was going to happen when um, General Zoltan didn't show up. And to think Marie gave her life for. So now Kaz and Inej are scoping out Elena, and Inej is having some thoughts, because you know, wow, this is a saint. Are we really about to kidnap a saint? Where we left off, Kaz and Inej were like talking about the Sun Summoner. Kaz let them know that, hey, I saw two dresses in there. So Kaz knew that one of them was a decoy. That's true. Yeah, he did relay that. So now he's like, we're going to have to go to plan B. And then within seconds, he goes, and it's time for plan G. (laughs) (laughs) Plan Y. (laughs) Sorry. (coughs) So we see them enacting the plan to kidnap Elena. And then here comes Kirigan using the information that he got about Elena from Mal to woo her further. <laughs> um, then we notice uh, it jumps to, I guess that's like um, the old lady's um, right hand woman, I guess is the best way to put yeah. it. Um, and she kills the other soldier and then Mal and her fight to the death because yeah. he fucking kills her with a killing blow. Um, and then it jumps back to Alina and Kerrigan, where she's like, "Yes, these are these are the flowers that I love. How how did you know? Oh my god!" And then Kerrigan's like, oh, "It's all gonna be all right, baby. I love you so much, deeply. But I'm never gonna say those words. I'm just gonna stare into your eyes, and we're gonna make out. Yes, because your real man's here, and I'm not gonna let you see him." <laughs> Mal did a away. pretty good job killing a. Grisha. <laughs> oh right. <laughs> and then they're sadly interrupted by man. The man, the heartrender. They were really about to <laughs> Oh, and then he goes back to try again. And then she's like, no, 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 no. You missed your opportunity. <laughs> because he really did miss his opportunity here in just a second when the old lady comes in and says, Hey, baby, you're not supposed to be here. <laughs> You need to leave, like, right now. Like, you need to get out. (laughs) And then she tells him everything. Yeah. Absolutely everything. That Kerrigan is actually her son. That Kerrigan is is the black heretic. That he's not the son of the black heretic. Like, every single plot twist hole that they could fill in about this guy, they just did. And she's like, holy crap. But no, he's a good guy. He's like, no, 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 no. He's, he's going to expand the fold or whatever. Like he's like, she, he just wants to use you so he can become more powerful again. Yeah. Um, 
and just constantly tells her everything. And then they show him a picture of, of her son. And then you and then you're like, Oh wait, you're his mother. <laughs> like, Oh my gosh. So much went into that. And yet she still doesn't follow her, her advice. She, instead of going right at the, at the fork, she goes left. I don't know what's on the right side of that fork. Cause I doubt it's to kill her or anything. It probably is to save her and everything. But... No, no. I'm pretty sure it was to kill her. Oh, really? You think so? So, because if she's dead, Kerrigan can't expand the fold. But it sounds like she wants to get rid of the fold. And the only way to do that is through her. But it's easier for Kerrigan to get her to expand it. I honestly just ex ex uh, thought that maybe she just didn't trust her, but also now doesn't trust Kerrigan. So she was like, fuck it, I'm going my own path. Um, but I don't know. I just, I didn't think it was to kill her. I thought it really was like she yeah. had plans to save her. One of mm -hmm. those things where like, just like with the creepy man, you don't know until you know. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and this, oh man, this scene um, of... Kaz and the the Grisha. Oh, them fighting the um, mm -hmm. the Grisha the Grisha twins. Yes, and then when he gets up to try and kill him, Nez Nez Anesh Anesh. Yeah, um, it's it it's a moment because she just went against her whole religion and killed him. Um, and she doesn't do that, and now Kaz is like fuck like you just saved my fucking life by doing exactly what you never wanted to do so now he totally owes her one <laughs> like went against all code to save his life which kind of shows that like i feel like she is totally in love with him oh absolutely it's not shown it's not said it's all in the quietness um and so i think deep down he's like fuck because he, do he doesn't know either, honestly. So Jasper's just chilling at the cart where he was told to meet up. And um, we go back to Kerrigan, and she, uh, he's like, where the fuck is she? You see her arriving, getting clothed up. Kerrigan's out. Like, it's just a huge back and forth. And then she, then he has a meltdown with his mother. Yeah. Um, because now he tell she tells him, like, hey, like, I told her everything. Sorry, you're not going to, you're not going to take her powers, too. That's why I think she really was doing everything right. I don't think she was trying to kill her either. She's trying to get her out of here. That, that, that's still my thought process. I could be okay. totally wrong. Totally wrong. But pretty much it's just another recap of them and how they hate each other. But also, like, he loves her because it is her mother, which makes me contemplate why he hasn't killed her if she's always getting in his way. Is it strictly well, maternal bond? Or is well, it that they're connected to the powers? And so, like, if he kills her he might weaken. I think it's strictly like parental bonds because Her. does she explain that? Yeah. So she doesn't explain why they live so long. She doesn't explain that yet, but if he was the one that created the fold, then that means that she's the only other person that lives as long as him. So he, probably keeps her around because if you live forever, you know, a few hundred years to forgive someone is nothing. That's very true. Yeah. Somebody else that she can at least um, talk with throughout eventually, life. Yeah. Eventually yeah. they'll cool think, off. Yeah, that's true. 
So Jasper's there, goes back to Jasper, and he's like, whoa, <laughs> who is this pretty lady coming? Holy crap, it's the Sun Saint. And he's just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. There goes on that here. good old Jasper Luck again. It's like, I'm such a lucky son. And he, she opens up the cart's trunk. It's like, huh, yeah, huh. Well, um, you know, I'm, I'm escaping. I'm just going to jump into this motherfucking thing. And Jasper's like, holy sh... Oh, my God, I did it. I didn't even have to do anything, and I did it. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a great... Like, he's like, huh, nobody died. Um, <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I didn't have to hurt anybody. And everybody else is like, well... I love how Kaz is like, yeah... Um, I don't know where she is. And Jasper's like, don't we? <laughs> just ask. <laughs> just ask. Come on, just ask. Come on. You just ask. He was so excited. Come on. <laughs> Five. Do we have a fix on where the target is? <laughs> He's just so happy. <laughs> He's like, nay. Our work is done. Our work. He doesn't even <laughs> answer. He's just so happy. He's like, ha ha. I got you, bitches. <laughs> All right, you there, buddy? I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, I know this is a rough one. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, bye, back, bye, <laughs> back. <sighs> All right, well, that was episode five, and that was a glorious episode, in my opinion. One, a good one. Yeah. Pretty strong episode. Now we're on to episode six, which I'm sure you love. Which is the heart is an arrow. And this is, I do believe this episode is Mateus and. Oh, this is my, probably one of my favorite apps. <laughs> Straight up. If this is the one that I think it is, apps of freaking lootly. Like, uh, hands down, um, if anybody cares. You can skip everything else. Just watch this one episode and you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> not really, not really, but you, you get what I mean. It's <laughs> great. Um, so we open up with Conductor and I'm like, yes, Conductor's still alive. Yeah. Wow. Um, and it's so good because he's like just lying and the heartwinder's like, he's lying. He's like, I'm not lying. He's like, he lied about that too. No, I'm just like <laughs> he's like, hey, listen, I told the truth on that. He's like, yeah, he did. I'm like, it's like, what is this? <laughs> oh my god! So then he tries to strike a bargain with Kerrigan, just like he did with the the other king or lord or whatever you want to call him. Um, and even then, he's like, yeah, um. No. He tries to get him to confess about everything. Literally everything. And then he just sicks his shadows on him. You can't lie to a human lie detector. We do it all the time. <laughs> you would think that um, if we can already do it to the, the machines here, that we could totally do it to a heart render. You would just have to learn how to control your heart. But a heart render also feels the blood in your body. Mm-hmm. 
It's a lot of training that would have to be done to be able to fool a heart render. Yeah. All right, you go for a little bit. What? So he's showing Kerrigan now knows who he like what he's been doing. He sees how many times he's crossed the fold and he finds out that he's the conductor. And he has been on Kerrigan's shit list because he smuggles Grisha out of the palace. Yes. Um, and then we open up uh, after that scene with um, Alina. And she's like, I'm going to get out of here. And realizes she fucked up. She's like, I'm just going to go. Okay, guys? Just going to go. And the crows are like, nah, 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 nah. You're not going to go nowhere. You, you, you came with us. She's like, no, 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 no. I'd rather travel. Oh, oh yeah, she's rash. like she's not being captured ever again. She's like, um, I mean, protect you. I'm like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> and obviously, Inej lets her go because, like, hello, religious figure. Mm-hmm. That's a saint. I'm not hurting that saint. <laughs> and then Kerrigan gets I would informed. Not fuck with someone that can hit me with the heat of the sun. Oh yeah, no God, thanks. I'm good. Um. And then Ivan, I think is his name. Yeah. Um, is this one Ivan? No, Ivan's the mean one. This oh, is you're the right. Other one. Um, well, anyways, he, he informs Kerrigan that uh, all about Nina and uh, says that she was taken and that we lost track of her after she was taken um, and that you need to go out and find them. And then it's the story of Nina and Matthias, the two hearts that beat as one. Nina is floating in the icy water after the ship collapsed. This, I think the last time we've actually seen them was probably back in episode two, I want to say. They haven't uh, talked do, about them I since. I do believe you're right. Episode two was when the ship, like, the storm hits. Um, and so now they are in the ocean, freezing their ass off. And she gets aboard a plank and realizes Matthias is there. And he's like, she's like, wake up, you piece of shit. <clears throat> wake up. Come on, you dumb piece of crap. I need you. And so this she uses her. This is a handy skill to have if you're in freezing water. I mean, being let me... able to increase your body temperature. Yeah, that's actually pretty freaking dope, honestly. Um, just rising people from the dead like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, listen, I'm going to keep you alive and you're going to save us. Okay, that's just how this is going to work. Because if you don't help me and I don't help you, we're both going to die. And he's like, fine, I'll just do what you say. And he gets on and he's like, no, just keep me warm, damn it. And I'll do what I've got to do. Um, so they do. <sighs> the beginning of a love story. I love the... um. The subtle hint of like the color returning to his face mm -hmm. slowly. Pretty freaking great, honestly. Um, so then right after that scene, we jump right back to Alina and she's escaped the, the, the cravens, <laughs> the crows. Um, and she's kind of just checking out the city, honestly. Yeah, I mean. God, she was, She went from 
being a soldier to being treated like a princess, and now she's like, this is a actually fugitive. the first time she's seen the outside world. It's kind of weird, honestly. She's literally been a soldier, a princess, and now a fugitive, all in a matter of what, like a couple weeks? <laughs> yeah. She's like, I don't know what the fuck I could do with my life, damn it. Um, so then uh, we convert back to Kyrgyz, and she, he's getting a team together to go, in his words, rescue Starkov, but capture Starkov. Yeah. Um, and basically, he's just informing, um, what's your face? Is that Zoya? Yeah. Um, what happened? And that's it. And then you find out that Kirigan also had a love interest with Zoya, that they were like together and then he was like i don't fucking like you anymore you piece of shit um so unless you can produce light get the fuck out of here yeah. <laughs> and i was like damn i knew you were brutal but damn you were even more brutal than i thought <laughs> you can be a dick and an asshole but then we go back to the lovebirds the two almighty birds that hearts beat as one and they make it to the ice island. Are they? Yeah, I think they're. Are they in Fjorda? Uh, Fjorden, right? Yeah, they made it. So they have their argument about how she's a witch and he's a witch hunter, and he's got to do what he's got to do, and she's got to do what she's got to do. And then it converts back to Alina. Um, I love this part. The guy is being racist to her, and then she's like, don't you fuck with me, bitch. Knocks that motherfucker out. And then knocks the next guy out with her light powers. <laughs> yeah. That Grisha training came in clutch. Mm -hmm. She's like, I'm not gonna be she, your toy. Just blind this man forever. <laughs> you know, honestly, <laughs> probably, now that you're thinking about it, that was clever. He'll never see boobs again. Okay. I mean, he also won't ever see again. Right. He will <laughs> never see boobs again. It's pretty great. He'll have to literally just imagine what the people he likes look like. <laughs> She's so scrappy. She's good at running away. And then magically, just magically, Mao's there. Do you know how magical that moment is? Because literally, literally, he could just be somebody that has a transformed face on, you know? And yet Alina's like, you're my light. And he's like... Well, I mean, they talk about it. it. They always know where each other are. Yeah, that's bullshit. Mm. Come on now. That's, that, unless he's also Grisha, that's bullshit. <laughs> well, this is a world with magic. We don't know what he is. I mean, he could it's true. Just be we... a really, really, really good tracker. <laughs> yeah, a great fucking dragger. He's like, hey, you know what? I just magically knew you were in that cart with wheels. I mean, he so, also found a stag. Yes, I get that. But how would he have even known that she was in the cart? It's not like she smelled. <laughs> they just really like each other. Now we're back to your favorite couple. Oh, my God. It's the love bugs again. <laughs> and they're naked. And he's like, I don't want to see your titties. Please, <laughs> please put some fucking clothes on. I'll sit here in the cold. And she's like, come on. Get in this bed with me. Let me warm your soul up. Come on. And he's like, no. No, I'm an asshole. <laughs> I don't want you. <laughs> Listen. He's I don't a good want country you to boy. 
He's like, I don't want you to die. I need you to protect me. Come on, get in here. I'm not going to do anything to you. If I wanted to kill you, I'd already done it. And he's like, damn it, fine. Just don't look at me. <clears throat> but I'm just letting you know. And then she's like, listen, it's nothing special. And, he's, and then she's like, actually, I beg to differ. You are pretty fucking hot. <laughs> Biting her lip like that. <laughs> She's like, all right. oh, I love Nina. And then within seconds, he's like, all right, I forgive you. <laughs> he's like, don't touch me. This he's actually like, is 6'4". Huh? He's 6'4". Oh, 6'4"? So she must be like 5'3". Maybe. Or 4'9", probably. But yeah, this actor's 6'4". Um, and then he's like, he's like, thank, thank you. And then it's the next... I would say next day, maybe, or maybe same day. Wow, um, I would also be looking at him, Nina. Right, I get it. <laughs> so they warm up and get in bed, and we jump back to Mal and Alina, who are also <laughs> outside confessing their love to each other. They're so cute because Alina's like, "Hey, you dumb fucking bitch! Why I'm didn't you? Why didn't you talk to me?" I've been in that palace for months. Yeah, see, she's even like, it's been months, Mal. You couldn't reply to a single letter? And he's like, listen, bitch. <laughs> I didn't get a letter from you. It's like, why didn't you reply to any of mine? And she's like, I didn't get any letters from you. It's like, oh, you son of a bitch. So, you know, then they finally realize that they both fucked up. And so, yeah, they're like, okay, fine. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> even though that's not what actually happens. I mean, might as well. <laughs> right. But they do talk about the amplifier and how it's important. So Mal's like, all right, well, then I guess I'm going to take you to the amplifier. And they've made up. And they hug, but they don't kiss. Well, yeah, there's, this is still friendship. and Yeah, it's, it's a sheltered love. It really is. Because at no yeah. point will they ever tell each other how much they really care about each other. They're scared, too. They don't want to lose each other like that. Um, so then we jump back to Anish. Anish. Anej. Oh Anej. <laughs> Guys, I butcher these names so bad. I'm sorry. And they're talking, and Kaz wants to know how how did the target get away from her? And she's so blunt about it. Well, just let her go. Haha. <laughs> like, what the fuck do you mean? <laughs> how did she escape? I let her go. Um, so anyways, they keep they keep on talking and he's not convinced that she's real. And Anesh is like, listen, I don't give a shit. We are not killing her and we're not capturing her. <laughs> so now their plan is to go back. Yeah. To try and make it back to home. Um, then we jump back to Mal and Alina. The Mal and Alina story has begun. And they have to... They're outside and they have to keep warm. And he's like, I don't, I, I'm just going to have to try and make a fire. I'm sorry. And she's like, listen, love bug. I can keep us warm. Watch this. <laughs> just give me your hands. I know you're scared, but it's okay. I'm not going to hurt you. And then there, and he's like, oh my God, it's, it's so warm. And he's like, honestly, Lo, your powers don't scare me because I trust you. Obviously. And so they have some more 
one-on-one -on -one time, which is pretty cute. And then we jump back to the two hearts as one couple. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who is the best? This is the best couple right here. And he wakes up and he's like, I'm done with you now, all right? I'm done with your warmth. And she's like, please, just relax. I'm really not going to I'm not gonna have my way with you, I promise. And he's like, I can't wait to be in my own bed. <laughs> and she just keeps flirting with him and he kind of they kind of have a moment and they laugh and they chuckle and he's like and they're like our our women are polite and don't do what you're doing and she's like oh well our women can beat the shit out of men <laughs> and he's like i would like to see you try oh yeah and that makes him laugh hardcore in this <laughs> she's like, I'll just do it myself if I have to. But it's funny because like she really could beat his ass. All she's got to do is stop his heart. <laughs> I think he I mean, well, I'm pretty sure it. she can beat his ass without her powers. Oh yeah, I think so too. Again, she took down. She took on four men with one. Oh yeah, really tied behind. Beat her it, back. beat their asses. That's why. I, that's why I laugh too. So I'm like, she's a badass. Don't don't try her like that. You're a new now, compared to her. We are coming up to one of my favorite fight scenes soon. Okay, cool. So we're back at the Crows, and they're at the um, bar. They're trying to figure out what the next plan is because the conductor was captured, and we may, be, we may have the dark, the black general shadow dude after us. So how are we going to get back to Ketterdam? We need to get back to safety, guys. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I mean, I don't know how safe they're going to be because, you know, they yes. left Ketterdam and shambled. <laughs> Very true. But then, all of a sudden, they are under attack once more. And so they try to split up, and they're like, this is where we're going to meet. Boom. Done. Jasper's getting, like, fireballs thrown at his ass. No, uh, Anish is getting fireballs thrown at her ass. And I'm just like, ha-ha! They killed my brother! Uh... They set up an alarm. We love that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and this, yeah, this this, this scene. Also... Yeah, go ahead. No, you can go ahead. The scene know. with Jasper, all I was gonna say is fantastic. I love this entire fight scene with Jasper. Oh, absolutely, one of my favorites. Also, we see that the um the Inferni, she is. She's upset that her brother's dead. Oh, I mean, wouldn't anybody be upset if their family member died? But yeah. I think Anesh is taking it hard, too, because she's not supposed to have killed anybody. Yeah, it's completely against her religion. I think, like, with her religion, murder can't be... Can't be forgiven. Like, at all. But I think um, What's-His-Face words it well uh, later when she talks about it. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, go ahead. So this fight also, this fight also made me think that Jesper had to be something. I still like I still thought he was a um, heart render, just because he didn't kill the guy at the end of the fight. Oh, that's just because he didn't want to blow off somebody's brains for the in front of a kid. Oh God, this is such a good fight. The Anesh fight. No, the fight with um Ivan and Oh yeah, yeah, Jasper, yeah. Oh man. That whole fight scene was fantastic. I loved it. Um and then it mid like, Jasper's like, 
well, if I keep shooting you in the same spot, I bet it's going to hurt a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ha I found your loophole. Just keep shooting in the same spot over and over and over again. <laughs> uh, so mid-fight, it jumps back to Inesh. And you know what's great here is that she has no powers, and so she's going up at Grisha with freaking fireball powers, and I'm like, man... If Anesh wins, it just goes to show you that Grisha really aren't as powerful as they tend to say they are because it comes right down to skill. It always comes down to skill. It doesn't matter what you have. You can have the whole world in your hands, but if you don't know how to use it, you're still weak. Well, that's very true, though. Like, And then we get a fight that I was really worried about. Kurrigan versus Kaz. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you okay? So okay, before the Kerrigan fight, we do see that ending with Jasper, where he just like blams his head with the back of his gun. So yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Um. So yeah. Um. Where is it? Oh, I still don't see the Kerrigan fight yet. Maybe it's a little further ahead of where I am at the moment. Um, well, it's after something... the Nez fight. Okay, so to bring up one more thing about the Nez fight, then is that during that fight, she does win it. And because she is the re in the religion that she is, she stabs her and says, listen, I've stabbed you right where you will die if this was, is taken out. Go get yourself looked at. It's going to hurt, but at least you'll live. And the girl is like, if when I get healed, I will find you and destroy your entire life. And she's like, eh, okay, fine, fuck it, and pulls it out. Says, bye-bye. <laughs> He's like, enjoy death. I'm like... Fuck, dude, you just killed two people now. It's like, because you killed one, now you're just like, eh, I can't win now. Fuck it. I mean, she was also kind of racist to her, so, like, fuck I, it. I get the pain, but, like, <laughs> did one kill just completely absolve your entire religion now? Well, it's very much this. If one kill can't be forgiven, there's no reason not to do it again. I guess that's her mindset, honestly, and I get that. But it just threw me for a loop to be like, she should be doing everything she can to be forgiven, even if, even if the religion says otherwise. Because then, to be fair, she gave this woman a chance, and she told her that she was gonna hurt her down and kill everyone she loves. Oh, I know. That's why I was like, it's okay, but like, fuck, <laughs> it's okay that you did it. But yeah, anyways, that happens. And Barnes I thought is so it was fun. attractive in black. Yeah, if he was in any other color, he'd be less attractive. <laughs> it's me. He should be inside me. It's me. I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um. So, Kaz. It's not like Kerrigan even knows Kaz, so I don't know what's going on here, honestly. Well, Kerrigan knows that he took Elena. Oh. That's right. I forget this. Um, he does attempt to kill him and everything, but I guess I forget what happens here. Smoke bomb or something. Uh, actual bomb. Oh, that's right. And then he escapes, and they don't even go after him. Well, I mean, he pulled an edge, and he, like, disappeared. I'm a cat. <laughs> I'm a cat. Come here. Um, then, uh, it goes back to Alina and Mal. He literally, he used, Kaz was able to stop the cut 
which is the most powerful move in a Ethicrian. I think that's what people who can like use uh, elements is called. It's their most powerful move. Is a cut? That's what it's called. It's called the cut. It's what um it's what General Kurgan used to cut that guy in half when he was um on top of Elena to kill her. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Man, how did he block it? I don't remember him blocking it. I just thought he just dodged it. He one when, when he used the cut, he threw a um he threw the smoke bomb, and the smoke bomb is not a smoke bomb. It was a bomb. Okay. And that's what kind of got him to safety. Heard. It was, uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Kind of shows you that even Kaz has some tricks up his sleeve. Oh, Kaz is full of tricks, but he has to be because, you know. That's all he has is tricks. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have expert marksman shooting, and he doesn't, he isn't a wraith ninja who can disappear the second someone turns their head, so. Oh, no, you're right. I agree fully. All right. Sorry. Uh, this next bit you can cut. Um, we need to okay. get through this episode because I'm about to explode. Okay. Sorry. These mornings suck. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. I have to do today, too, which is I why know, it's right? morning. <laughs> uh -huh. So I'll, I'll try and we'll try and get through this one and then I'll be right back. Okay. We're almost done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get to Mal. Oh, right. And we're starting? Yep, we're good. So we get to Mal and Elena. And Elena, they finally have this moment that's been six episodes in the making. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do they now? Is it, a, is it a six episode in the making type of scene? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Pulling bullets out of him? I feel like that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> He's been shot at a lot. <laughs> oh, man. God, he has got... He is... Beaten up to hell. Um... But honestly, they just kind of explore what the option is, is do we need to get this? Is Kerrigan going to go after it? X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. And they're like, all right, well, I guess we're going to go do this then. Yeah. And then we jump back to the love bugs. Your favorite. My couple. favorite couple. <laughs> Nothing bad can happen to them ever. <laughs> okay. Not allowed. <laughs> Not allowed. Okay. Not allowed. Um, so then she's like, can we sit for a couple minutes? He's like, no. Right here, even though not watch the last episode. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, and they're and they're like, kind of like confessing that they don't like each other for, for once. Because he's yeah. like, would that be so terrible if we like, or she was like, would it be so terrible if we actually liked each other? And then he, and he literally says it out loud. He goes, I do like you, madam. And then it continues. <laughs> and she's like, Oh, oh, that, that wasn't too hard, was it? That wasn't so bad. And she goes, and he goes, yes, it was. <laughs> and then she almost dies. <laughs> and then he literally says, it's because you suck. <laughs> <laughs> and you're lewd, and you're nasty, and you're treacherous, and you're nothing. Like, you're bad, but I want it so bad. <laughs> and she's like, I won't do that to you. I like you too. 
And they're having this moment where they're like playing. It's so cute. Yep. That's how that's how you know somebody really likes each other. And then within seconds of that play, <laughs> boom. She almost like, dies. She's like hanging on the edge and he goes for her. And then you're like, oh my God, what the fuck's gonna happen? Even she has that moment. She's a heart render. So I this scene scared the shit out of me. It scared me so bad because her being a heart render, she knows exactly what he's thinking the entire time. And the way that her emotion goes throughout this this part, I, they don't say it out loud, and he she never brings it up. But I have a feeling there was a couple seconds there where he was just like, "I'm what am I doing? Why am I holding on to this woman?" There probably was, and you can see it in both their faces, like "fuck," and she even says, "Please, like please," and then he changes his mind. But I only wonder. And it makes me think about it because, again, still not said and has not been talked about if she if she forced him to pick her up. I don't think she did. I mean, if I mean, if she, I was in her shoes, I would have. I don't want to die. Here's the thing. She would have to have both hands free to do that. Both hands are on him. No, she has to make hand signs first before she oh, uses her power. You're right. But I wonder if she can still feel his heart. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. They without using the hand signs, they can feel when people Which are lying. Which is why she probably said please. So it brings me. It still brings me back to that then, where it was totally his call. But I think that she she may have had a moment, but I think she also remembered that like he genuinely believed that they were just going to trial. And that they weren't going to be just executed. Yeah, there's also so that. He's not, he's not someone that just wants to. He's um, naive. He was naive. He was naive, but he was not someone that wants to be judge, jury, and executioner. Exactly. He believes in fairness. Um, and he does rescue her, but oh my god, that moment oh, yeah, that crushed me for a second because I was moment. not sure. It was a. Oh, and then he tells her his name. It's Matthias Helvar. And she goes, she goes, and I'm your bitch. I mean, Nina Zanek. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yours. I mean, Nina Zanek. You, I love you. <laughs> and now we're back to the crows and poor oh, I'm still on them. Totally still on them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I don't know. Kidding. The way that they were playing around was so cute. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. I like she was that, like, so. I am beguiling you. <laughs> I, I, I still think it's funny, though, like, because remember, she's not supposed to be killing people. And she's like, she tells Kaz, the Inferni, she's dead. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> he's like, no, no, why? Why'd you do it a second time, you dumb bitch? <laughs> Racking oh, up man. a kill count like Kaz is. I know, right? She's like, oh, I've trained you well. <laughs> oh, man. But she's been stabbed, so they're trying to get her healed up. And then, and they realize that she can't ride on the horse. But hey, there's a carriage right there. Mm -hmm. Just spontaneously a carriage. So, well, and then... Yeah. Poor David. <laughs> uh, then we jump back to Kerrigan. And Kerrigan's like, Meh, I want oh, my so... son, Shemina. <laughs> Fun fact. Yeah. The book that David is reading when they um knock him out is Shadow and Bone. <gasps> no way really yeah that's um in that language 
if you pause and read it, it says Shadow and Bone. That's oh, no the way. Book that he's reading. <laughs> if you can, write that down and take a screenshot of that. And we'll be like, well, that can be put on our Instagram. Be like, okay. look at this, look at this Easter egg. But yeah, that's um, he's literally reading Shadow and Bone. That's pretty cool. But Easter it's in egg. it's in their language, so like um, but the cover itself is the Shadow and Bone cover, <laughs> <laughs> and the um leathers that make up the Shadow and Bone book. That's awesome. I'm gonna try and find it. Yeah. Um. So then, yeah, we jump back over to Kirigan, and he's like, "I want my sun opener. Why have you failed me once more?" <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "I don't give a shit." These three thieves have whooped their asses. It's so great. It's so <laughs> great. The crows are like, "I may not be a Grisha, but I'm gonna kick your ass." Kick <laughs> Kaz gets away from someone that has slaughtered armies. Right? But gets a, Jasper but... takes on one of the toughest um, heart renders in the Little Palace. And, and Inez kill kills him. an Inferni. Oh, man. <laughs> it just goes to show you, they are quite a skilled crew. Yeah. Um, then we jump back to Mao and Alina once more. They're and... looking for the white sack. Yep, and Mal just tells her, like, hey, listen, we're, we'll get to him soon. It's just going to take a little bit. Um, let's get some food. Um, and they just talk about their past a little bit and try to give you some more backstory on themselves, which is kind of nice. I, I love it when um, shows do that. They give you more uh, in-depth character. Um, I think this is also when she tells him a little bit more about Kirigan. Yeah. Um. And so then after that little bit of, of story, we jump back to Kerrigan once more. Like, where is my woman? <laughs> and they just find out that Mal and Elena are together. Yep. So it kind of gives him a upbeat roar of like, um, what's going on? He fills him in on everything. Even the first army had come through. Um, and yeah. And much ends there where he's like she's going after the stag which kind of puts more on him to be like we really have to find her because I need that power not her yeah so and that's episode 6 folks all right season 1 episode 7 the unsee on the unsee now this episode is the penultimate episode you know we're uh we're winding down to the end of season one. Yeah, pretty crazy. Um, we open up, actually, just so you kind, you just kind of know, it opens up on a backstory. Um, so this is the story of Kerrigan, or Alexander. Right, and which is kind of cool, so that we finally we get to figure out what's going on. To me, this Luda girl, I am under the impression is his wife. I do believe so. Um, and so... And they have the discussion that I feel like every immortal has when they're dating someone who has a lifespan. It's how longer. Well, not even that. It's, um... <clears throat> it's, um... 
you're gonna live forever and I'm not. And he had a really good line when she was talking about with an amplifier and training, she could live for another hundred years. And I think he says something like, it wouldn't be long says, enough. No, that seems a long time to you, I'm sure. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, this so- is very subtle, but this is a really well written. Um, he's a really well written, like, immortal. Mm-hmm. Like, his relationship with um, Bagra, how she, like, seems to go up against them every chance that she gets. But he just, you know, eventually he just forgives her because it's the only other person that's going to be alive with him. Yeah, he's just kind of doing what he needs to do for all of them. Yeah, and someone who has a lifespan saying 100 years is a long time, went to him, that's like 100 years is nothing. He blinks and that's over for him. It brings me back to a Doctor Who quote from the um, some Eleven and Clara and it's like the doctor shows her the earth burning and Clara turns to him and says we're ghosts to you aren't we all of us wow (laughs) you're right you're right it makes sense if someone lives forever every person you meet is a ghost to you but doesn't his memory slightly change every time he's reborn um, no. Well, he retains his personality changes. He keeps the memories. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. He does. But yeah, uh, because that's... I forgot. But yes, you're absolutely right. It's like, yeah, if you live forever, every person that you meet and every person you are going to meet is basically a ghost to you. Because you know that when they're dead in the ground for 50, 100 years, You'll still be walking around looking the same way that you did the day you met them. Yeah, no, you're right. I think that that is here as well. You know, it's it's a reoccurring theme. I mean, even he's he's brought it up before. Like Grisha lived forever. You know. So wait, that would mean that well, this is an, a human girl, right? Well, Grisha don't live forever. Um, did he explain it? I think he explains it in this episode. So I guess it's it's not kind of a spoiler. So the more times that their type uses their power the longer they stay young from the time that they've been using it, or the longer they stay that age from the time they've been using it. So that would mean that um, Alina has a shorter lifespan than... Well, actually, um, and they say it here, basically, Kirigan and Alina are, they're going to be in each other's lives forever. Because the more that Alina uses her power, the more she's not going to age. Okay. And I... I forgot what I have a hard time saying what their um what their branch specialty what their um their magic class is but that class when they use their powers they um the more they use it the more they stay young and so we see that Luda has been killed or not killed yet she's been stabbed and it's obviously the king that's done this. Because, you know, men in power, <laughs> people. And Kirigan kills them all in a second, just Dude. cutting their heads off. Dude, that was crazy. To see his power, because this is pre-like changing, you know? Yeah, this is before the fold went up. Yeah, this is pre-fold, That's so, which means it's pre-before he got his powers that the mother was talking about and everything. So, like, this is like... 
his big i mean who knows how long he's already been alive for but this is pre like getting more powers <laughs> yeah to see him be able to do this and also them doing what they're about to do to his wife i guess i'm still gonna say wife i don't see any rings on anybody's fingers so either wife or like long-term relationship you know yeah minimum but the way that they the way he bursts out after her death is just like uh, it would make me think lover at the very least. And this is oh, I forgot. Bagra was sick. Bagra's the 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 girl. Bagra's his mother. Right, right, right. So I wonder how that came about. I don't think they 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 talked about how she got better or if she is even better. Maybe she's in like some type of stasis. I don't think they they probably mentioned it later. But I'm pretty sure the reason that she gets better is because of what she does or what um he does. That's true. So they talk a little bit more about how she's dead and um, that she that he needs to flee and become someone new, someone forgotten. We know that you're going to live forever. So out outlive these people and come back as a noble person. Which I guess he does do. Um, but there's a lot more that happens before he decides to do that. Well, yeah, he has to do that <laughs> um, in order to. He has. He's told that he should flee and wait until the, a problem arises that only Grisha can solve. Um, and what's nice is, or what's not nice is, or just out there, um, is that honestly, I would love a prequel. Just a small prequel it could be like a limited edition series. That's just a prequel to the Grisha and what was going on during this time frame. You know, like what what yeah. was happening here? Because like, why are they after the Grisha? Like, what's actually going on? And they might dab at it a little bit here and there. But I almost wonder if it was the war of the people versus the war of the Grisha and just a racial war. Well, um, they they do touch on it here. The reason they're after the Grisha is because Kerrigan helped the king win a war. That's right. Yes. And it comes into, you know. But oh, I wonder if so that's powerful. the whole world or just this one little population. Well, but... we're only looking at Ravka because remember, Ravka isn't the whole world. Correct. It's just one continent, correct? Yeah, because we also have the shoe. We don't know how the shoe treat um, Grisha. True. Um, so anyways, he says, I'm going to go get more power. She's like, you really shouldn't do that. So he goes down and gets his power. <laughs> yeah. And, and says, I'm going to become the best thing ever. And then he comes out as the army approaches. And, and he's like, the king wants you in custody. And they all raise their their bows, and he literally says, "Fuck you guys! I now have the power to do whatever the fuck I want," and makes them submit to him. Um, which then, I'm guessing, causes the foe because that explosion, this um, effect that they did, whoo, pretty freaking cool, honestly. Yeah. He just, I guess, couldn't control the powers. Why it comes out, or something of that nature. Well, yeah, so what he does is he turns them all into his slaves. That's what he said he was going to do. Make his own army. Yeah. And he was able to rescue his mother, and then the mother's like, what the fuck did you just do, you dumb bitch? <laughs> He's like, I have done what I've needed to do. They used to say it all the time on um on Once Upon a Time, all magic comes with a price. And they make a great distinction that what the Grisha do isn't magic. It's science. 
Like it's looked backstory. At, it's looked at as magic, but it's science. What he did was actual magic. And they're like, no, no, no. We don't do that. And this is why. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Yeah, because Mercedes. What did that also what did that also mean that what Elena's doing is actual magic and not science? Yes. But um remember the person that created the um the stag was um the stag was created from someone's bone. That's magic as well, which is why looking for the stag, the stag's magic. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. That's why he needs the amplifiers to become more powerful because it amplifies the magic inside him. Yeah. So um Mirzost is frowned upon because it creates something out of nothing, which is not what the Grisha do. Just like, like Full Metal Inferni, Alchemist. Equivalent yeah. exchange, please. <laughs> like Inferni, they can make fire, but the fire that they make is like already around. You know? Mm-hmm. Like Heartmenders, they use the blood in the body. What he did was he created literally something out of nothing. That makes sense, yeah. Um, so then we jump back to Rose, um, Kerrigan's present, and they um are told that hey, the, the things beeping were close to Alina, and then immediately jumps back to the crows, yeah. And they're kind of like um, talking about what kind of supplies they've got so that they can help uh, Anish. Anish. Anish? Fuck. Anish, you had it right the first time. Anish. 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 Um, so they kind of camp out here oh. for a little bit. <laughs> Poor Jasper. He can he's, watch it. He's like me. <laughs> I can shoot you and I can do whatever I need to do, but Afterwards, if you need to heal yourself, I'm getting squeamish. <laughs> <laughs> she I'm, even says never... it, right? She's like, you can shoot, you can put a hole through a man. But you can't, you can't. But you can't watch up. me sew myself up. <laughs> no, thanks. I, I, I can, I'm comfortable in creating damage. I'm not comfortable in healing damage. <laughs> oh, boy. But yeah, and then they just like do a camera shot of her sewing herself up, and I'm like, "Are you furious right now? You got to make me sick too." <laughs> He's like, "A little off topic." A little off topic, but I've been watching season two. I've been watching like an episode a day. Yeah, I think I'm on episode two, maybe going into three currently. It's really fun, and I can't wait to get into that. Yeah, same, same. I'm excited to talk about season two. I love Jasper. And also Jasper and Inej's friendship is not talked about enough because obviously all the crows are important to each other because those are the only people they feel they can trust. But then we have this moment with Inej and Jasper and you you can tell like, even from like the beginning Inej is going to go to Jasper for, like, help because that's the type of friends they are outside of being the crows. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> They're like a, 
family bond. Yeah. Now we're back to Mal and Elena, and they're freezing their asses off looking for the stag. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder why she couldn't keep up her uh, flame ball. <laughs> well, it probably takes energy. Takes, takes a toll out of them. And they don't know. They don't know if she's going to have to fight this thing or not. Um, and yeah, she she honestly believes that you don't have to kill them to take their power. And so they find it and they have their moment. Um, and it's quite a cute little uh, deer, honestly. Yeah. I'd hate to see it running at me, though. Those mm -hmm. antlers look like they can do damage. And then, of course, they go and get fuck it up. The freaking bad guys. And Mal's like, fuck you, and fuck you. And then he's like, oh, God, I got shot, damn it. I got shot again. <laughs> yeah, it looks like, and it's looking like Elena was right. The stag seemed to, like, want to give you her powers yeah it's powers um and i i think i fully agree with you um it does seem that way and i just wonder if that could have been a possibility yeah um but then carrion comes out and is like <laughs> you're not taking anything and alina's like all she can do is block right now she doesn't really have a choice in the matter she can't fight because she it means that the rest of them are going to die and if she lets down the shield she doesn't know what to do so they start bargaining yeah. So the bargain starts happening and Mal's like, don't you fucking do it. Just get your power. And she's like, nope, I'm saving my my husband. <laughs> and I, it looks like what she, this is pretty smart. It looks like what she did was break the um, arrow instead of take it out. Mm -hmm. That, you know, you don't bleed out. Right. Um. Then Kerrigan kills the deer and then starts the small process of of uh, obtaining it. Then it jumps back to the crows. And I, I this is one of the parts that I really like in this episode. Um, Kez and Anesh finally talk about it. And um, like the killing and how she's not going to go back. And he's and he's like, you can trust me. Like, you've saved my life. The least I can do is take care of you. And so, so they stick around. It kind of shows that uh, up to this point, you don't really see Kaz having a heart, and it's uh, finally being shown that he's not a bad guy. He's just yeah. doing what he's got to do to survive. And he even says, like, I don't believe in saints, but I do think she can make light. You know, <clears throat> so. I agree with you that she is who she says she is. I don't think she's a fake anymore. Yeah. So they have this whole thing. And so I think what happens is, is they agree to go help her. Because, you know. Um, then we get to the amplifier ritual. Um, the, sorry, the, um, yeah, the amplifier ritual type thing. And they explain what's going to happen. And um, she agrees to it so that they can destroy the fold. But, you know, <laughs> everything yeah. he said up to this point's a fucking lie. So why would he be telling the truth now? And they uh, put the antler. I don't know what you would really call it, Antler created neck thing around her. Yeah. And she agrees to it. And um, instead of it just amplifying his and her powers, 
it's he gets to control her powers. That's kind of scary. <clears throat> and you can kind of see that David is really does not want to do this. Like there's literal, it looks like there's literal like almost tears in his eyes that he has to play any part in this. Mm-hmm. I agree. And so here it goes, him testing out the, the power. And he even says, this is my power now. And I do almost um, agree. Maybe together they could have destroyed the fold, but that wasn't his. It doesn't sound that's not what his purpose is. No, if it was done the right way and he wasn't a dick. Yeah, makes a lot more sense as to what he was doing and probably would have been a um, cool scene, too. if That was the case. So, there is fighting a fabricator would be terrifying. They can just tie you up in your own clothes. Clothes? They can put a bomb in your skin. <laughs> um, uh, this next scene's pretty cute too. They're they're waiting for the enemy to run away to get into the into the cart that they took here, I think. Um, and then <laughs> they're like, "All right, well, we're gonna do what we gotta do," and then um, uh the cart blows up and he's like oh well it's a good thing we weren't in there (laughs) (laughs) so the crows are just struggling man crows are just struggling jasper's luck is getting them as far as it can (laughs) um and now we're back at the first army um both Mao and um Alina are there. Um she finally talks with Jinya and how yeah. she's a piece of shit um and how she's never done anything to help her this entire time. And Jinya's like, Listen, I tried to tell you. <laughs> and right. he, and she was like, Well, why don't you just fucking say it? And said fucking tiptoeing around it. And she's like, okay. I I couldn't. <laughs> I like, mean to be fair, Kerrigan gave Jinya to the queen when she mm-hmm. was 11. We now know from this context what that really means. Yeah, uh, which means she was po- been poisoning the king forever. Yeah. For what, the last like at least 10 years? So, been uh, attempting to usurp him. Um, oh, you don't get it. Me? Yeah. What don't I get? When she said the line, be wary of powerful men, she wasn't just ta- talking about Kerrigan. Okay, who else was she talking about? She was talking about the king. King knows nothing. Well, the line here that she was gifted to the queen when she was 11. Be careful of powerful men. Read between the lines. There's nothing else to read between the lines besides Kerrigan. Yes, there is. No, Kerrigan's powerful. Yeah, so is the king. If she was gifted to the queen at 11, Uh who else would be using her at 11? Another powerful man. No, just Kerrigan. The king has been using her since she was 11. For what? Oh, hon. I I doubt that. Um, I'm pretty sure that's what she means. I don't think that's what she means at all, but... I think you, you, you're. She think, literally says it. Uh, uh-uh. there's no context there. 
no context there that says the king used me for his whims. <sighs> but you could be right. I mean, who knows? Um, regardless, she just comes out and says, hey, listen, this is everything that happened to me, and now it's happening to you. And uh, yeah, so either forgive me or don't. So fuck you. And Alina's like, oh, fuck you, you fiery red-haired bitch. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, anyways, she has a point. She did what she had to to survive. Oh, I she's agree. Not, she's she's uh, not choosing friendship over survival. In as absolutely not. Again. There was no battle to be fought. There It was a death wish. If if anything, so yeah, she's been waiting forever. There, she says it. She says, "I used to try to fight him off, fight Kirigan off." No, she's talking about the king. Maybe I was just stuck on Kerrigan, man. I'll go with your. I'll go with your. Yeah. Uh, so she said, talk. "I used to tr- struggle. I used to try to fight him off, and the queen would whip me." Oh. Yeah. Hey guys. So yeah, listen. There's a lot of strange language in this show. And then she says, "So I waited for years to bring him a um, a chance for revenge to bring him a fight he couldn't fend off." Heard, heard, and that's so, why Elena is looking at her like that. She's like, "You fiery demon, you." <laughs> um, but it's still yeah. usurping. If you really want, that's why she says the king deserves every ounce of your vengeance. I agree. Um, and then she fucking leaves and says, "Fuck you." <laughs> And Alina's like, I hate my life. First I was a soldier. Then I was a princess. Then I was a victim. Now I'm just a tool. But like, Jenya's hands are tied here. Mm-hmm. It's not like she could just tell the sun someone, hey, run away from the, the Darkling. He's going to use you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then um, we get back to the crows. Yeah. And they're just and, trying to figure out how to fucking do what they need to do. I love that they've decided, I guess we have to help the sun somewhere. Mm-hmm. We aren't prepared for another fight, but we're going to fucking do it. So I need all of you if we're going <laughs> to make this happen. And Jasper is not happy. <laughs> no, he's not. He's like, I don't like risking my life. Where's Milo? <laughs> um, then we get to transfer back over to Mal, who's being held captive. Um, and speaking of... Oh, hold on. We'll get that part in a second. Um, so Milo's being held captive. Kerrigan's there. They have a, a small talk. Um, he's like, I know your story. Um, and you're going to regret not killing me. So there's all that that goes down, and they just kind of have a, a who's got a bigger dick moment. Oh, yeah, they're definitely having the pissing contest. Um, the, the one that can cut the head off of 10 men by himself might be the winner here. <laughs> I don't, know. I, no, I don't <laughs> know about all that now. Mal's, Mal's been proven that he can get shot a lot and still live. <laughs> <laughs> um, then it's back to the crows, and they are 
killing these people or beat at least beating the shit out of them to steal their clothes, if I recall yeah. correctly. And they make uh, fakes, and he's like, Jasper to Kez is like, there's no one in this entire world that will think I'm that fucking old. Um, so they can escape. So anyways, Mal and Milo, man, they finally meet. Mal and Milo, he's sitting there like, oh my god, is that a bullet on that goat's fucking neck? Takes you back to takes you back to Milo the goat, man. He's he is the real goat. He's the MVP. He's the mat. And Jasper's luck coming in handy helping someone else. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, so that freaking bullet that Jasper gave to the goat helped Mal escape. And Milo's the fuck like I said, he's the fucking mat. <laughs> Um, then we jump back now, to here getting I, I want to say this yeah. what is the science behind this like would this actually have worked yeah it's a, and it, it's a small explosion so I would say it could have but I mean would hitting the cuff hard cause enough like heat to ignite the gunpowder I would assume the... yes because it's metal grazing on metal Oh, right. They just need a spark. Mm-hmm. A, a, a hard enough hit of metal on metal. Because that's all it is. Yeah. Go Mal. So he took that opportunity and did his best. You know, it would have been, if it was a comedy, it, would, it wouldn't have worked because it would, it would have been a, a blank. <laughs> He'd be like, son of a bitch. He's like, but no, that was great. And now um, Kerrigan is being creepy. He's like, hello, my love. It's time to prove to the world and to the foreign diplomats that we are their only option. And she's like, I fucking hate you. Can we just get this done already, please? You've done all this. There's no way you're actually going to um, destroy the fold. Like, there's no way in hell you're going to do it. I don't believe you. Not an inch of me believes you. So let's just get this over with. Yeah. And it's like, this has to be so hard on Elena. And he's like, if you want to make me your enemy, that's fine. I will be your enemy. Or villain. I think he used the word villain. Oh, 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 one of my favorite quotes. It's the quote I want to get tattooed. If you want me, he says... Fine, I will be your villain. And like, sir. Because he doesn't think he's doing anything wrong. But he, I, I genuinely believe that he feels he's doing everything he can for the Grisha. So in his eyes, he probably seems like an anti-hero. But to, into Alina's eyes, he's just a straight villain. You know, even bad guys sometimes try to do good things. It's the way you do it half the time. So that's why I don't like hate him. Yeah, he's a dumbass and he's a dick, but he is trying to do something that he thinks is right. That's my that's my thought on it. I felt that way until we got to the next episode. Yeah. Um. So anyways, we get to feel Jasper's pain for a second there. 
I know. I look amazing for my age. And the guy goes, honestly, dude, I thought you were fucking older. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, Jasper just got burned. And I want to go back because Elena says to him, you don't care who suffers as long as you win. And that's what's really the underlying issue. Like, he can paint it up as he's doing what he should for the Grisha. But the underlying thing is he wants to win. Yeah. Um, So yeah, then we jump back to the crows, or I guess we're technically still there after that moment. Um, and then uh, Alina starts walking out, and they're like, "Yes, we're at the right place. Fuck yeah!" But we can't attack. We can't strike yet. Um, and then Kirigan, and then uh, pretty much the rest of this is just getting onto the boat. Everybody's getting themselves situated. Um, the foreigners are there. The diplomats are there. Mal's hidden in the boat, and the crows are there. So everybody that we've met up to this point, besides our two love bugs, are on this ship. Um, yeah. And then they start their entrance into the fold, and that is the end of episode seven. Um, it's a good penultimate episode, honestly. It is. Um, it sets you up. It gets you excited for the episode that's coming up. And for a show that is super long in their episodes, I was actually very surprised that the final episode is one of the shortest episodes of them all. It is only 45 minutes. And if you take out the five-minute credits uh, compared to all of the other ones, it's only a 40-freaking-minute episode. Very quick ending. Yeah. Uh, I would have thought at least an hour to an hour 15 because most finales are long, not short. So... It was kind of a surprise to me. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It was pretty short, but, but a lot happens like, in that forty-five minutes, man. But I also, I feel like the the flow of the story is well enough mm-hmm. that I mean, they probably were very like, we know you're gonna watch the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, season one finale, which is season one, episode eight, No Mourners. And this episode takes place in two locations, which is Ravka and on the ship, or Ravka and in the fold. Yeah. Um Pretty much the whole episode is done here, if I recall. Yeah. So we start in the fold. Um, and it opens up with the foreigners like, oh, my God, we're in the fold, guys. Like, OMG. I hope we don't die. <laughs> That's the most Florida shit. <laughs> <laughs> don't try me like that. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Yeah. So because we're all here, unless it magically separates, we're just going to go through. We won't be like, oh, it's a crow's turn. Blah, blah, blah. Um, 
Well, so yeah, we open up. Are, but remember, we have Nina and um. Yeah, Nina and Matthias. Yeah, I think we jumped to them a little bit. They're the only ones that are separated from this part. So, anyways, they start in the fold, and Nina realizes that the foreigners aren't gonna fucking look at her. Not Nina, sorry, Alina. Dang, I just realized their names are pretty similar. Yeah. Um. Uh, Kerrigan and Alina start talking, having their their moment of wanting to kill each other. The crows are just like, we really need to make sure we time this good and <laughs> um, prepare ourselves to take down Kirigan. Then the monsters start coming out. Um, I That is um, Zoya, right? That's on that ship with them? Uh, Zoya is on the ship with them, yes. Okay, so she has a moment. And then we switch to Matthias and Nina, the love bugs galore. Um, they've been traveling for a while, and they finally make it to a city. And they're warming up to each other. Did they? Is this where they? This this where they find out that they're in Rafka and not in Fjordan? I think so. Um, they're probably, they're pretty much just hitting it off some more, and um, they they pretty much talk about how they don't they both don't want to go back to their own cities and how they just want to be together now. And so yeah. they have a moment, and that this is why these two are the perfect couple. They started off in freezing water, and now they're in a nice, hot, steamy hotel, and they're going to make babies. Beautiful you babies. You can tell that they're, um, I love that you can tell that they basically, like, they don't have to say it, but they are, they've grown to love each other. In their own respect, yeah, they went through trauma together. They even, they even try to kiss, but then, uh. Then uh, they both have their stomachs ground. They're like, maybe some food first. And so she's like, let's have some waffles. And he's like, what the fuck is a waffle? <laughs> and I was like, really? <laughs> really, guy? All right, you're going to have some waffles. But then uh, while they're down there, shit hits the fan, unfortunately. But they fuck. do get to enjoy their waffles a little bit before that happens. And they yeah. get to discuss it. And all of a sudden, he hits his food down, and boom. That's Ivan, right? I don't want to get it mixed up. That is Ivan's husband. Oh, Ivan's husband. Okay. And he pops out, and he's like, Ha-ha, I found you, Nina. We have finally found you, and we're going to take care of this motherfucker right here who captured you. And she's like, uh, uh, mm, uh, shit. Because, <laughs> like, Nina doesn't like it in... Nina doesn't like it in the little palace which is why he was why she was smuggling out grisha mm -hmm. but they did find her and she was like oh i see you were still captured so you can come back with us now and she's like fuck <laughs> so she has to play this part really well if she wants to take care of this guy it's the fact that <laughs> this entire bar was ready they're like twenty thousand kruger hell yeah <laughs> yeah, right? And they were like, do you really don't want to mess with us because we'll kill you. 
And so, like, he screams out, to slaver, to slaver, ba 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 bam you can make so much money, and I um, trust you, Which I'll is... testify in court. Take me with you to Ketterdam. He's not a slaver, he's a fjallan, and she's Krisha. And he's like, I don't give a shit. If she like, testify, that's 20,000 fucking Krieger. <laughs> They're like, if you take him, you'll kill him. So, <laughs> that's a waste of 20,000. And 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 he's like, <laughs> you want to fight us? Are you, are you really ready to start a war, Grisha? <laughs> Because I am, I will take your ass down. <laughs> all these guns pointed, all these fireballs are about to come out. <laughs> and this is also Nina um, choosing. Chooses him over them. Which is, you know, she's going to be Brenda Traitor. If she yeah. ever goes back, she's dead. Of course. So I loved this part. It really showed how much he ca she cares for him in this short, short amount of time. It wasn't a trick for her. Yeah. Um, so that happens. And then we convert back over to the ship. And, oh, boy. Here we go. And she's like shoots a light ball out of her fucking ass and is like, listen to my screeches. And he's like, I control you. Don't do that again. Well, he's the one that made her do it. Yeah. Um, so anyways, then we go back to the Ravens, and they're, again, still just planning on how they're going to take him out, when to do it. And then Anish, uh, Anish finds Mal, and Mal comes out, and he's like, listen, guys, I know you probably don't like me, even though you don't know who I am. But I want to kill him too. Can I be a part of your team? <laughs> and so he's like, fuck it. Yeah, I don't care if you join us because honestly, we're about to do the same thing. Yeah. You want to marry her. And I liked that. I like that everybody just freaking teamed up at that time. It's like, all right, one more. One more body that's probably going to die. And so she's begging him to let them destroy the fold. And yeah. it's just not happening. What were you going to say? I forget. Do we get the rematch between Jasper and Ivan in this? I don't think. Ivan's. Oh, wait. Ivan is here. It was Ivan's brother that was at the other place. His husband. <laughs> oh, I thought you said brother. That's his husband? No, no. They're married. Oh. Oh, he's gay. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so then um, we take a moment and go to see the other. I forget what they're called. Are they? They're not Ravkas. They're that's the Lord right on the left with the with the Laurel. That's the guy who's trying to take over as king of this side of the fold. Uh, yeah. OK, so then all of a sudden they appear. But then if I recall, then the um. He goes, one more demonstration. You've seen what the Sun Summoner can do. Now watch what I can do. And he starts moving the freaking fold forward, which is freaking fantastic. I mean, it's not actually fantastic, but it's pretty freaking cool. But, like, he he realizes, you know, um, as soon as that she came out, they're going to kill her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Uh, it converts back to the crows for the moment, and again, they're just trying to figure out a plan of attack on how to take down them. And Mal's like, I'm just going to go out there and fucking kill him. Why are you guys taking wasting my time? 
Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, because this is really important that we don't die. <laughs> I don't want to die to you. He's like, I don't care if I fucking die. I want to kill him. <laughs> and uh, Kristen, Kirsten, oh my God, Kerrigan is like, <clears throat> listen, foreigners, this is what how, how this is going to play out now. I'm your king. And if you don't bow to me, I will swallow you up in the fold. And that's when Mouth comes out and goes, wham! And she's, he's like, damn it, I missed! <laughs> and gets his heart fucking fucked up. And then Kierkegaard's like, nah, just keep him alive. Just keep him alive. Um, he could be useful to us. And then he's like, fuck it. He's, uh, Jasper's like, fuck it. The, the, the action's up there. We've got to go. This is no longer a game. We've got to fucking play it. So the all-out war on this ship goes down because even Zoya um, starts helping um, Anesh, and um, it's just back and forth and back and forth. Yeah, honestly, it's just a great scene overall for a combat scene. And Zoya is like this because Zoya's family is on the other side of the fold. Correct. So she decides to also go against them and help. Um, them attack the others because she's like, I don't want my family to die. Um, so they're doing everything they can to take down Kirigan. <laughs> uh, Anesh gets a stab on him. Um, oh, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> what? So, like, the meeting with Mal and the Crows. Yeah. Love that. Because Mal has the line where... He's like, I never said I was smart. <laughs> I never said I was smart. Why do you think I get shot all the time? <laughs> Honestly, he is he attracts bullets. That is his Grisha power. You know what? That's, That's why you're so right. <laughs> his Grisha power is magnet. <laughs> but like he can't control it. The bullets just hit him. It's not negative magnet, it's positive. Everything that comes at him <laughs> comes at him faster and hits him directly in the chest. Constantly, always. Ah, <laughs> oh, oh, ah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I concur. <laughs> He's got the magnet power. Um, so then Kierkegaard pulls out the blade and goes, "It's gonna take more than that, you motherfucker! You you fudge! You fudge head, <laughs> budger!" <laughs> Wait, where are you? Uh, I'm at. I'm um. The end time is twenty four minutes twenty two seconds. Damn, you're already there. Yeah. We missed all the good fighting. No, we talked about it. I was like, look, and then all 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 uh war on the ship came down and uh Zoya starts helping Anesh and then Anesh throws a blade at <laughs> Oh god. He still has that dark power in him. Mm-hmm. Does he um, even bleed anymore? Is his blood black? I think it is. I think we we kind of dive a little bit more into that in season two. Um, he so he makes it dark on the ship, even darker than it was, and says, "Go ahead, stay in the dark, see what happens." Yeah. So then the Volcra start coming. And she doesn't know what the hell to do because she's out of fucking blades, Anesh. And the Volcra is just charging up and growling. And she's like, 
uh, Alina's like uh, seeing a vision of the stag. I'm guessing it's a vision, right? Hold like, on. That, that's my take yeah. on it. When did Zoya introduce herself to Inej? Don't think she did ever actually introduce herself to Inej. I think she's been in a couple of the fights that she was in. Oh, that's probably why Inej knows her name. Because I'm pretty sure Zoya was there when, uh, you know, when the when she yeah. goes, hey, listen, you can't just be throwing away everybody. You're going to hurt people. Throwing fireballs everywhere. You're going to hurt people. Because I think she was there for that fight in Ravka. Yeah, okay. So she's yeah, kind of, she's trying to be a stalemate right now because of her family being on the other side. Yeah. And Kaz saves Inej. Mm-hmm. Because they're clearly in love, but they'll never admit it because for now. trauma. For now. They've got to expand on that. I hope they expand on it in season two. And then we get to Elena having a vision about the stag. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming it's a vision, because obviously the stag is dead. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Kerrigan's like, it's just me, you and me now, Elena. And I feel like the stag showing itself was like basically her... Um, the stag choosing her to have the power. I love this. Like this moment is so fucking great. You may have needed me, but I have never needed you. And like makes that thing out of his hand pop out. Yup. And now she's in full control of herself once more. Which is so cool. (laughs) And the, um, I think this is when the necklace, no. Yes? No. Uh, no, she just gets her powers back. Okay. Yeah. Um, fully under control. Now and he's like, damn it. Yeah, it's now her amplifier. And see, that makes another point there, which probably makes it a reason why she thinks she can take the powers of the amplifiers without killing him, is he goes, I killed the amplifier. How can you have the power? Well, duh, dummy. It was never for you. Yeah, the stag chose her. Mm-hmm. They so, must choose you. Um, so all the powers that he's probably got are just weakened versions of them because they didn't choose him. Yeah. Which is still a lot of fucking power, but still. Um, then Kerrigan and Mal fall off the boat or the ship, and she's having, like, a heart attack. <laughs> because, like, Mal versus render. Kerrigan. Yeah. And then Jasper comes in to save the day against the Heartrender. But then uh, he's going down, down, down in a pile of heaping hot, hot pain. And he's like, fuck you. Bing, bang. No, I, I got to watch that again real quick. How did he just do that? Because he was getting his heart fucking d- demolished. Who? Oh, OK. So there was a moment where Alina helps out and that's why he was able to shoot him. Or was it a Nesh? Was it a Nesh? Oh, I guess he just stopped using his heart render powers and punched him. That sounds like a dumb move, which then allowed him to shoot him. Yeah, I always wondered how he was able to uh, take him down while he was getting his heart, like heart attack. So here's my question. 
Why wasn't Kerrigan using his powers this whole time? He could have stopped this all by just killing Mal. I have a feeling, and it's just my gut feeling, that the minute he uses his powers is when the Volcro would surround him. Like, See, I have a feeling, feeling there. Yeah, go ahead. So my feeling was because Elena had put up um, that barrier, it kind of weakened his powers. It could have. That's very true, too. Um, I just have a feeling that using his powers in the fold attract the Volcra, and that's not what he wanted to do. Yeah. Because he had all the foreigners there, and he wanted to let them know who was in charge. So he didn't want them to die. Of course, that's not what happens, obviously. But, um, yeah. But, yeah, even the fight oh, between right. Mal and Kerrigan is like, what is going on here? Why isn't he just, like, slicing his head off? I get it now. His arm's injured. He can't um make the oh. correct hand signs that he needs. <sighs> yep, you're right. He um he once she stabbed him and his hand became useless, he only has his fisty cuffs. Yeah. So it's Mal versus Kerrigan. Because I'm watching and um he tried to use the cut and he couldn't. So and I we, And we learn in episode one that Mal is a freaking heavy fist fighter. Like he's a champion when it comes to fist fighting. So yeah, he kind of probably has the upper hand here when it comes to that. Yeah. Very Naruto versus Gara when they were both out of power. <laughs> Just smack, smack, smack. I'm going to beat you up and make you lose your, your lose your place. Um. So anyways, Mal gets saved, right? Is that it? And then um, Kirigan... What happened? I'm sorry. I'm messed up a little bit here. Well, I'm at 26. And it's no, like... I'm at Mal 18. Oh, you went back to 18? No, I'm up to 18. You're you're at 26 minutes left? Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm at 18 minutes left. Okay, yeah, I'm at 18.50. Yeah, I'm at 18.50. Okay, so I'm at like, 26. All right, I'll go back a little bit. Yeah, I can't I can't figure out what's going on here. I just know they're still fighting. I thought something happened. He's down on the dirt. Oh, okay. So what happened was Mal was playing possum. Oh, okay, gotcha. So that he could get close enough to shoot Kerrigan. That's right. That's right. This battle really showed that as much power as you have, if you can't if you don't have the skill for it. Oh yeah, okay. I just missed it. Uh, that's what happened. He was playing possum so the Volcra would um Take him down. Yeah. Um, now they're back on the ship, and uh, she's going to produce some light to protect them the rest of the way. Um, and they make it out. Well, Mal has to wake Elena up because, you know, she's dying. Mm-hmm. As she does. <laughs> As she does, plenty of times. And then uh and then we get to go back to the Alina Mouse slash Crow and Zoya. And they're kind of just talking about what the plan is to do next. What are we going to do now? <laughs> um and and uh Anesha's like, I've never talked to a saint before. And she was like, I've never been a saint before. <laughs> Um, and they kind of just talk a little bit and explain about what they're going to do and 
how they're going to get home. And Zoya's like, listen, um, I forget for a second there. This is kind of important. Um, Alina gives Kez payment to say, not as a thank you, but as payment to say, listen, you never saw me. Yeah. And he's like, oh my God, this is like expensive. <laughs> and also her giving um, Inej a gift so that it's also you know true. She's gonna use it forever. Yeah, the 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 blade. Yep, she absolutely will. Um, and so they kind of group together for a little bit, <laughs> but Zoya says, "Hey, listen, I can't come with you guys. I have to go find my family." <laughs> and I love that Jess was like, "Of course, I'm not gonna try and kidnap you." And Kaz is like, "Now wait a minute." Hold on. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, um, Who said I... that? <laughs> <laughs> Man, crazy. Craziness. Um, and they all kind of say their farewells, but also hang out with each other a little bit, depending on who you are. Um, Kez and Anesh have their Elena moment together. Kez is like... Was... Go ahead, go ahead. So Elena definitely gave him something worth more than one million Kruger. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's why he's like, holy crap. That's a lot of money right there. <laughs> um, and Kez has his moment with um, Anesh and goes, I need you. But not in a way, but I need you. <laughs> Don't you understand yet? You're my weapon. But my lovable weapon. Um, so the deal is sealed there. Um, What are they burning? Probably dead bodies. <laughs> I don't think they're burning dead bodies. No, I doubt it. But then uh, for our final, our last little bit before the end of this episode, we jump to Nina and Matthias. And now Matthias is in this cage and Nina's on the other side. And it's just like back in episode one or two. And she's giving him bread. And she loves him, but he thinks it was all a trick. Yeah. And just grabs her and says, I fucking hate you. And I can't believe I fell for this shit. And she feels so bad for him because it wasn't a trick. And yeah, like, yeah, I just hope. I hope um, they can figure this shit out because they're such lovable lovebirds. Yeah. And she's like, there will never be a trial. Like, she's like, we're going to get you to trial and we're going to get you out. And the guy's like, trial. <laughs> You're so fucking funny. We're stuck in Hellgate forever. There will never but be a like, trial. And now we have we have our three crows. And it looks like we have two more crows, obviously, which have to be Nina and Mateus. Right. Because, you know, Nina can't go back to Little Palace anymore. She's a traitor. Mm -hmm. Mateus is going to be in Hellgate. So, like, yeah. And they decide that they need a new member. Um, and I think Nina overhears it. Um, and then they kind of stop the crow story because Nina overhears that. Um, and then we get a last couple minutes of Mal and Alina. And they kind of talk a little bit about what they also need to do. Um, and yeah, they have a small flashback of them running through the fields of wheat. And then, in the final glimpse, we see Kerrigan 
still just chilling. Like, I might have just been brutally beat the shit out of, but I'm going to fucking come for you all. And then he says, follow. And as he's walking, oh, man, this is so badass. I think he's going to be so freaking awesome in this next season. Um, You just see the fold turning into actual beings and following him. And, dude, that's the end of season one. I would have been so mad if this had got canceled. If that's how they ended season one. Yeah, right. Like, what are you doing? But yeah, the creatures come out and it's like, what the fuck? The fold is upright and walking. Yeah, right. And that was it for season one of Shadow and Bone. Mm hmm. So that brings us to our rating scale. It's been forever since we've rated something. <laughs> I know. So, out of five, good sir, what would you rate the story? For me, shocker, I know. The story, I feel like the story is a five. And here's why. Because the story starts somewhere that is not crazy interesting, but like you want to know what's going on. What's the fold? Why is it made of shadows? Why can't people go around it or through it? And they keep building the story up as well as like when they review, like reveal, revealing Kerrigan's um, identity slowly, making all these characters that have like, they're not entirely good or entirely bad. They're very morally gray characters. Like, Kaz, Kaz's whole thing is like, he did all this shit, and he's like, he does what he can to survive. Sometimes surviving means doing bad shit. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make him a bad person, it makes him a survivor, you know? So I agree, I agree. Might be one of the few times I say this, but... For a show that started off um, very slow for me in the first 15 minutes, to then uh, grabbing my attention throughout the rest of the entire story... Giving it a five. Yeah, they did a pretty good job with the story. Please, please, whoever watches this, give it, give it that past that fifteen minutes, okay? Give it past the fifteen minutes. You will not be disappointed in this show because I texted Charles and within that fifteen minutes, I was like, "Oh man, what the fuck are you making me watch now, man? Like, I'm gonna hate this. It's gonna be awful." Like, and then minute sixteen hit, and I was like, "Hey, Charles, this is a great show." <laughs> <laughs> Like what? <laughs> With sixteenth minute hit, and I was like, "Sold, damn it!" <laughs> <laughs> so, definitely giving it a five. Um, not many shows can do that to me. Once I'm in that sour mood of this is gonna be bad, you can't usually pull me out of it. So, definitely gonna give it a five for that. Um, next up is plot, my boy. I'm gonna give the plot three and a half maybe a four because it's nothing brand new we've seen it before it's a world a fantasy world at war there's fantasy racism there's magic versus mundane but the way that they do it is unique like when the like when the general was explaining like in um was it episode two when the general was explaining, when they first arrived, there was one of them was easily worth two dozen of us. 
Then they invented this. One of them was worth 10 of us. Then they invented this. One of them was worth five of us. Now one of them is worth one or two of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to have to almost solidly agree on your on your point scale on that one. I'm just going to give it a solid three, though. I'm right. I'm, I'm in the middle. Um, and mostly for the same reasons that you, you mentioned, which is <clears throat> um, it's been done before. It has been done before, just not in this way. And so I'm it, it's not something I've never seen before, but it's also not something that's brand spanking new. And so there's a little bit of mix in there that intrigued me enough that the plot is good. Uh, and, you know, there's plot holes to be filled, I'm sure, and, and, and things that will be cool to see in the future. Right. Um, character development. Ooh. Um, I'm giving character development a four because all of the characters had development. You had Elena, who started as army, then kind of became a princess, then turned into a fugitive. Um, you have Mal, who also started army, but then becomes Elena's protector. And you have Kerrigan, who started out on a pedestal. And as we learn more, we realize, oh, this is a deeply flawed man. And he's one of the main reasons this is happening. So there was good character development all around. I give it a four because there were some characters that we didn't get to see develop. Like Kaz was the same throughout. And Nej wasn't, and Nej had her character development moments. But Kaz and Jasper, they kind of just stayed Kaz and Jasper. There was no up or down change in them, you know? You should see my face right now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Go ahead. Continue. I'll, I'll tell you why I gave the, the number that I did. Okay. Um, and that's it for me. Okay. So I'm giving character development a five. <laughs> i don't give character dev pretty high numbers um and almost like the opposite of the reasoning for for charles um first and foremost kez oh my god his character development was through the roof throughout oh lord he opened up as a sissy whiny bitch boy um with plans to to go capture the sun summoner then throughout realizes that his crows actually like like him and it, and that may have already been in his mind that they liked him but throughout he's starting to learn more and more about hit about these people uh jasper and 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 anesh and midway through it anesh literally breaks her religion for him and you see it in his face like holy shit what did i just do to this woman um and it's at that moment that he starts to change and then kez then later on realizes uh and, and and we talked about earlier today episode six i want to say or maybe seven when they were like done with all this and she's gonna just leave he's like listen please just trust me i'm not gonna let anything happen to you we finally get to see a soft side to him has not been shown throughout and you get to experience this with him and then and the very end he's like i need you like you you, you have gone full circle with Kez's character development that most other characters don't get in the show. So Kez's development was like through the roof. Um, you kind of get to see sparks with, with Jasper. Um, you obviously see this growth 
within a with within uh, a nesh um um i would say the people who didn't get a lot of character development are the opposites of what you said like um alina as a character sure she went through things you don't see that change at all in her i don't think i i feel like she was very much the same person throughout there was never a point where oh she's changed she's still the same exact person as when she joined as when we are at, when we're leaving um mal same exact person there was no character change no character development in that change it was just letting the viewers know who they were together um and then when it comes down to um here again again no change he's exactly the same person as when we first met him to where he is now if not more of a heated person but i don't think he's he's changed or developed at all um he just is um, and then the, the last little one, um, that I'm going to put out is Milo. Milo was such a great character and I really hope he shows up in season two because I, I need Jasper to be like, holy crap, it's Milo. I mean, I hear you, but I'm pretty sure Milo has ended up on someone's plate. It could so. be, could be. He might've got on the chopping block for saving Mal's life. Although <laughs> I'm pretty sure Mal probably freed him. So he's probably good. Yeah, very possible. Um, okay, so next up is our specialty. I don't have one. Do you have one? Oh boy. Um, I think this show is a little weird in and of itself. That the specialty is, it's it's um, it's hard to pinpoint. Um. We could go with romance. Yes. Ooh. Okay. Let's go with romance. Well, start us off, big boy. <laughs> as far as romance, this show showed us a lot of different kind of romance. It showed us Nina and um, Mateus. They gave us enemies to lovers with them. You have Inej and Kaz, which is pining. Was it pining, burning romance? You have Jasper, who's free-spirited and very confident in his sex, his sexual prowess, and um, with good reason. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> we do get a, some cool moments with him as well, yeah. We also get childhood friends to yeah. maybe lovers with Elena and Mal. But you also have, like, Elena and Kerrigan, which before all this stuff, it was like, okay, I can see this happening. But then does he actually have any feelings for her or is he just using her power? And we probably won't know until season two. That's true. So... Wow, I can't believe I'm saying this. I think for me, romance was a five because they did such a great job showing all these different types. You even had um not just you had like mutual attraction romance with Jenya and David. You had like genuine friendship moments because Elena was able to make genuine friends. So you had, was it Agape? Eros, Philos is familiar. Agape. So yeah, Agape. 
it was like romance all around was done in such a way that it didn't feel cheesy. The romance flowed with the stories. It felt natural. Yeah. It didn't feel forced at all. Um, I, I'm going to be agreeing with you on your rating. Um, I'm also going to be giving it a five. Uh, but one, with everything that you said, I agree with. There is one thing that was left out um, that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about a little bit, which is Kiergan. Um, Kiergan had a wife. Uh, at least I'm going to go with that. Uh, that that theory. Yeah, that at she this point, is I'm his thinking, wife. Yeah. Um, and we get to see his side of things and and why he's doing what he's doing. They killed his freaking wife. We get to see that they've done what they've had to do multiple times. They've had a life together. Um, so we see that this villain can show love um, and anger because of the loss of love. So. Um, with everything else that Charles said and throwing that into the mix, uh, I think whoever did did this uh, had the right people to show the naturalistic as well as the reality of romance, whether that be love, friendship, um, or or lovers. Um, they did a great job on that. And then our dreaded one, which always seems to score very low, is rewatchability. Now, I know that rewatchability is fickle with you because, you know, mm-hmm. you, I think you've said that, like, once you've watched something, you don't feel the need to rewatch it again. Heard. Yep. For me, I'm going to give the rewatchability of this a four because I can literally go back and rewatch it knowing what's going to happen. And it's just the characters were so well written. I don't mind. You said a four? Yeah. Nice. Um, honestly, I'm, uh, it's not high, but it's higher than what I normally score rewatchability. Um, I'm a 3.5. If somebody told me they hadn't watched this before and they wanted to watch it with me, I would be okay with sitting down and rewatching it. It would probably be a struggle for me, but not like a bad struggle. Just like I've seen this, I'll probably be on my phone while I'm watching it, but I'll, I, I don't mind having it on in the background. Um, it was definitely good enough to have that um, that feeling to it. And it's a good show. It's got so many good scenes in it that I would probably put the phone down and rewatch those particular scenes and be like, cool, yeah, I, I remember that. <laughs> but yeah, okay, yeah, probably one of my higher rewatchability scores, honestly. All right, let me do some math, and I will get back to you. Heard. So, um, I just want to confirm what we are watching and going to be talking about next. Okay. So, next, we're probably going to be going into June, right? Yeah, because unless you want to find something to watch one of your picks in May next week, but like the week after I'm going to be at work. Oh, and next Sunday I work because, you know, getting the extra money. Hey, so I have our individual scores and this is kind of funny. Oh boy. We both scored 
a 4.3 and a 4.3. <laughs> Even though we had different scores in various things, we both scored a 4.3, which makes our merge total a 4.3. <laughs> this might be one of our highest scoring um, shows so far to date. It sounds like it is. Good job. Wow. Even though we had different opinions on certain things, um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Ah. Oh. 4.3 and 4.3. Nice. Okay, so yeah, guys. Um, we've unanimously agreed that this is a good show to watch. And uh, if you haven't watched it, you need to sit your butt down and get through a couple hours. Um, it's pretty yeah, good. Please. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I think we are under my impression is we're getting through season two already. So I think we're gonna we're our next our next uh two is gonna be a two parter again which will be um, uh, part one and part two of season two of Shadow and Bones. Um, oh, believe me, I know it's going to be a two-parter because, yeah, wow, when you get into this, there's going to be a lot to talk about and a lot to do. Um, now, some stuff to be aware of. If you've liked our previous shows, uh, one, uh, two shows that I believe just got greenlit for an additional season that we've talked about. Uh, one was Alice in Borderlands, so eventually we'll jump back onto that so that you have something uh, fresh in that area, as yeah, well as <laughs> as well as um, Wednesday. Wednesday got greenlit for a season two, so that will. Uh... Woo! Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you remember our on those Alice? I love to death, and uh, he did not as much like it, and vice versa with Wednesday. I hated the guts out of that, and he was and a, I a freak it. in the sheets so much. <laughs> so you know, we'll see how those go. Um, and then um, there are some also great shows that we are looking forward to. I know for myself, I cannot wait for season two of Squid Games. I know Charles enjoyed that. I believe uh, when we originally watched the first season. And um, we also have um, some movies that we want to dive into. And since they are now getting into the streaming platforms, we are going to discuss uh, potentially going into some movies. Um, those will be short and sweet, um, and they won't be like um, our regular episodes. So yeah. we will talk about that, and hopefully we can start getting some movies on board. Um, I are I see that Ant Man and Wasp is streaming right now, and so is Dungeons and Dragons. So maybe those two can be things we add um, onto our list. Since I've already watched Ant Man, if you want to go through it, then we can discuss uh, okay. down the road for a quickie. And then um, something I also want to watch, um, and it's also just hit the streaming services, was uh, Mario. Oh right, right, right. I really want to watch that. And yes, Dungeons and Dragons for sure. Um, you and me should talk about um, potentially adding in two additional people. So we have a four man squad for uh, the dungeon, dungeon uh, Dungeons and Dragons talk, because I know people who have watched it and probably would love to be on board for the podcast on that. So might okay, be a cool yeah. little thing to talk about with some other nerds. <laughs> so cool. Um, I also so, want, um, so June is coming up. And if you don't know, I live in Florida. And uh, Florida is not a fun place to live right now if you're queer. So I was thinking that June we could um, do some like queer media. That'd be awesome. Since June is 
Pride Month. So, yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah. Okay. So we'll get through this season two so that we have stuff to get through. And then why don't you pick at least one quick thing or maybe a movie or or uh, one smaller um, oh, I already, show I, and we can get through it. I have a show and I have a movie. I need to pick which one. Because I know okay. if I do the movie, <laughs> I have a lot of strong feelings about this movie. Cool. Really strong feelings about this movie. But it's not very, like, the feelings aren't very queer. <laughs> <laughs> it's more about this person's toxic environment. Okay. Which, well, then, yeah. The movie is Love, Simon. Have you seen that? I have not. Okay. And the show is Heartstopper. It's six episodes. They're, like, 30 minutes. Oh, I cool. Think they're like, that could we could probably get through that in a in a in a in a one parter. Yeah, and um, and they and season two comes out in August, I believe. So awesome! Yeah, those are great things we can add to the list then. Okay. All right. Well, guys, hope you had a great run of season one of Shadow and Bones. I'm Joe. I'm Charles. 